0: there. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host Daniel Stomball, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We're going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ is, who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. Welcome back episode number 25 of our podcast and we're also in day number 25 if you're on the if you have the devotional and you're working with the devotional it is on episode number or day number 25 rather and we're in song of solomon chapter 2 and verse number 15 if you don't have the devotional you can find it on Danielstombaugh.com and i encourage you to get your copy it's a signed copy (laughs) if you order from the website and you can go along with me in the book as we go through this and i think that you would enjoy that and get the most out of it but we're in chapter number 2 and verse number 15 of song of solomon and let me just set the framework and remember we said each wound at that this girl has. The king is actually taking her on a trip, um, going through the kingdom, and he's strategically placing her to taking her to spots that address that wound. And God is not interested in us coming to the kingdom and becoming royalty and walking around and living life royalty uh, with our wounds. He's interested in anointing and binding up those wounds and healing that. God is a God of healing, He's our healer. He's, he's, He is all about healing us from the inside out and so what you're gonna find is this beautiful picture as he takes her on a tour through her new kingdom he's showing her spots that address a particular wound within her heart so when he took her to the garden he showed her a season he said look you were in a season before that was cold and crippled but the fact is it was there was a season that was coming for you that was much better and he took her to a spot he always wanted to show her and then he took her to the safe house man he was addressing a fear that she had about being safe he referred to her as a dove and he put her in a secret place the the stairs back where nobody is allowed to go. He said, you are here. You're not just in my palace. You're in the safest place in my palace. And he was addressing those wounds. And when it comes time to us growing in our identity of Christ, we have to be willing to let let God, let his word go to each lie that we have believed and confront that with truth. Truth is not a teaching. Truth is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And so when I bring those uh, wounds, understand that God is not interested in me staying wounded. He said, I saved you. I redeemed you. I made you whole and i healed you and he's all about this christian experience helping us find healing through his word and so we look at this um the, we look at the song of solomon 2:15, 15 and we're finding something very very fantastic he's taking her on this tour and he takes her to this place this vineyard and so um look, let's just read the verse and we'll get right into it it says take us the foxes the little foxes that spoil the vines for our vines have tender grapes now Solomon is taking his bride to a place in the kingdom that brought back some very hard feelings for her. That vineyard brought back hard feelings for her because it reminded her of a very painful past. If we, As we get into the study, we're going to go into what was what took place in her formative years what what was her school you know her school of we talked about how our past has prepared us for our present and it was that yesterday we said that there's a quote that in one of the podcasts in the past where was saying that i look back and i thank the man yesterday the man i was yesterday for he introduced me to the man i am today who has prepared me for the man I'll be tomorrow. And so we look at that idea and that understanding that our past has purpose. And and th- so he's bringing her to this vineyard and man, it was hard for her to go. If you can imagine uh, the most one of the most stressful places in your life, think back, if you have a place in your life that was very painful, years you blocked out of your mind, maybe said, I'm not gonna go back there anymore. And all of a sudden somebody said, hey, take me to this place. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't wanna go in that town. Maybe it was a school or a town or something where you had a, a rough time or maybe a job where you had a really bad experience and being going back to that job and saying, hey, I'm going to go work for this main same employer that, that was really, really terrible to me. I'm going to go back to that person. That'd be tough. And let's amplify that. If you're abused, to go back to the home that you were abused in, to go back to that hallway or go back to that room, go back to that place that brought so much scarring and pain in your heart, It was fear everywhere. She's going back to a place that was terrible. He's taking her to a grape vineyard, and that vineyard was to most everyone else would just be a vineyard. To the king, it was a place where you get grapes. It was a sign of power to the king, but he's taking her there, and to her, it was much different. To her, it was a place where her brothers abused her. It signified that. So when you go back to a vineyard, it wasn't just walking into a vineyard. It was walking into a place of pain. And I... I asked myself, now, if he knows this about her, why bring her to this place? Because he was showing her something she missed. He's shown her the very thing that she messed with her whole life, and that was grapes. The grape of the vineyard symbolized something more than just a grape. It was a symbol of potential. You know, you have a grape, and it's much more than just being a grape. A grape on a vine can be so much more than a grape. It can be a raisin, yes, but a grape can turn out and be produced into a very powerful wine. A wine that's expensive. A wine that brought pleasure. He was bringing her to this place to say, I want to show you something about potential. This is more than just a grape. All your life, you had potential in your hand. Man, sometimes God invites us back in his healing process into situations around people, around places that have caused us immense pain. And what he was trying to show us is something there in that pain, there was potential. There is potential for us to become so much greater than what we would have settled for. We would have just accepted this as just hurt or just loss. But God said, no, there was potential for you to become something so much greater They brought up foxes, and the foxes that could slip in the vineyard and destroy that vine, they could chew and gnaw on the bottom of that vine, and all all that potential of that grape would be killed. All of her life, that bride had been forced to work in a vineyard, and all of her life, she had handled potential without even knowing it. The grape is the potential, and the foxes are a symbol. It's a picture of thoughts. They're those little thoughts that sneak into the mind, and they kill the potential on the vine if we don't deal with it. Man, recognizing the sight of the fox for the threat could mean life or death to your potential. And not every thought that you have in your heart and in your mind at any given time about your past and about the events that take place in your present, not every thought is of God and not every thought is yours. Uh, Not every thought we think belongs to us. And understand this, that Satan will try to put thoughts into your mind. He'll try to get you to doubt what God said you are. He'll try to get you to react out of fear instead of faith. And Satan will bring these thoughts in, and if they're unchecked, They will destroy the potential that you and I have been given when Christ gave us his royalty. Man, if we've been given royalty, we have potential to become something far greater. We have the potential to express something far greater. You and I have the potential to love people in a greater way than we ever could love before because now we understand we've been given love. You can only give away what you understand that you have. And the beauty of Song of Solomon is that it slam dunks you with the understanding of identity and the fact that you are the pursued. He is the pursuer. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave us his only begotten son. What did that do? It didn't just come to make bad people good. The Christ came to make dead men live. He came to bring life to our spirit with his life. He came to put his spirit inside of us to quicken us, to make us alive. And we stand alive in Christ. We stand alive in this identity. And man, we stand now uh, not no longer dead. We're no longer chained. We're no longer a subject to go after our passions at whim. Man, we have the ability to stand in his strength and operate in his strength. There's no one that you and I. I cannot love. There's no one that you and I cannot extend forgiveness to. There's no one that you and I cannot extend Christ to because we have the spirit of God. Romans 8, 11 says this same spirit, which raised Jesus from the dead now dwells within you. Man, the spirit of God, Jesus said, I'm going away that something better is coming. Another comforter is coming. Another word, the word another means simply same as, man, I'm going away. So the same thing can now come and indwell you. It's no longer Jesus talking to you. It's now Christ in me, hope of glory. It's that thing that we have been given. Hebrews calls it the better promise. We have the better thing, the better covenant. What was it the Old Testament saints didn't have? They didn't have the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Man, David, I don't want David's prayer life. I don't want David's spiritual life because David didn't have the Holy Spirit. He didn't have the Holy Spirit to stay within him permanently. Back then, the Holy Spirit would move around on people as it saw fit. Man, you and I have God. We have this presence of God, the Spirit of God now. Dwelling within us, and if greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world, man, we have everything at our disposal. And Satan will send thoughts into us, man. There would be times where I get ready, I'd be getting ready to speak somewhere or getting ready to preach, and that little thought come in there and say, "Well, you're not even saved." And I think, "What? Where'd that come from, man? You're not even a Christian. What? Where?" where? Man, you don't even believe this stuff. If I don't believe this stuff, then why am I even here? Why if I'm not saved, why am I sitting here on a Sunday morning getting ready to speak? You know? Come on, man, take a hike with that junk. It was a little fox that slips in. And understanding that not every fox, every noise you heard in the vineyard, man, this is crucial for if you were a vine dresser, your your success of your vineyard depended on the fact that you could distinguish the noises that you heard in that vineyard. Was that a Vineyard worker, or was that a fox? Was that a breeze, or was that a fox? What was that noise? And you would learn to identify the foxes and call them out as you saw them because that was life or death to the potential that you possessed within that vineyard. And so, when I look at the Christian life, when I look at this walk with God, man, when I look at potential and the potential impact that you and I have been given to make, our potential, what we're able to do with God and what we're able to do from God is completely dependent on what we do, what we choose to do with the little foxes man the grape is potential and the foxes are little thoughts that sneak into your mind and they kill potential on the vine if you have not and you refuse to deal with it recognizing the sight of a fox for a threat it could mean life or death to your potential let me ask you a question looking at that through that paradigm what foxes have you noticed that keep trying to sleep into your vineyard I mean, what foxes are trying to slip into your vineyard? Man, you—what are those thoughts that keep coming back? Those reoccurring thoughts. Maybe it's that thought of you're not worthy. It's a thought. Man, you're not worthy. Man, Christ is disappointing. I remember when we used to work at it, when I was an associate pastor at a church, one of the things that, one of my responsibilities work with a uh, faith-based addiction program, you know, addiction recovery program, and I love that program. And man, when people would come in there and they'd say the same thing. Brother Dan, I let God down. Have you ever felt like you let God down? That's a fox. Because you can never let God down because you never held him up. Man, God's not hanging in the balance. Like, oh man, I can't believe He did that. Heaven is shaken. No, it's big God, little Dan. <laughs> Remember that? Big God, little Dan. Not big sin, little God. It's big God, little sin. He already dealt with that. It's like Dan, you've been made righteous, whether you feel like it or not. You're not what you feel. You're what His word reveals about you. Paul said, "The things that I do, I'm not those things. I struggle. The things I don't want to do. The things I do. What was He saying?" I'm not what I feel I'm not what I do. man I've been made righteous I've been made clean. What foxes have you noticed keep trying to slip into your vineyard? What safeguards do you put into place to keep out the foxes? Man you're it's it's in his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalms 1 says, man, there's two Christians. You're either going to be the the Psalms 1 Christian. That's our testimony one way or another. You're either going to be like the chaff or you're going to live your life like the tree. And the tree, the Bible says, is planted by the rivers of water, brings forth fruit in a season. And it says the ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff. But what makes the tree bloom and bring forth fruit? It says, in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Man, it's what that's saying is, man, there's a, there's a in his law doth he meditate, there's a formula there. It's not about how much Bible you memorize, it's how much Bible you meditate. What is it you meditate on? It's what is it what do we think? We said at the start of this podcast, truth is not a teaching, truth is a person. Man, how much of the truth am I taking in? How much of Christ am I taking in? Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. I remember the thought, one of the foxes that used to pound at the gate, used to try to slip under the gate, was this feeling of being unworthy. Uh, I would, I would get do all these things to make myself feel worthy to God, right? I went to church and and I would give and I would tithe and I would help out with all the extra activities. But then, man, as a teenager, I was just super involved, man. Revivals, youth conferences, camps, I'd do whatever needed to be done, volunteer to stay late, pick up the chairs, whatever. And all this while, I felt like I was earning my place with God. And so when I took my request to God, he was hearing me, right? I mean, I was, my value, it, I was bringing so much to the heavenly conference table. It's like Daniel's in the kingdom. He's in the house. You know, I'm doing all this good stuff. But then a pretty girl walked by like, boom, <laughs> they're back to square one. And I have this thought I'd be like, oh, man, there I am. Now I got to do all these things. You ever watched the, the King Kong movie where the, they're trying to get, the natives are trying to get King Kong to come to the gate. They're like, Kong, Kong, Kong. And they're doing all these banging, all the tops or suddenly start moving They're like he's coming and that's what I was like with God I was like God 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 doing all these like things to try to bring God to the gate you know and also the treetops and move oh the Holy Spirit's moving he's coming God's moving in my life and all of a sudden man I'd lose it I, I would lose my temper I would curse man I'd have a dirty thought and be like ah oh, and I'd live in shame you know I feel like I let God down you know I live in shame But man, when I understood that the mind of Christ, what does it mean, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus? Man, the mind of Christ was a mindset of acceptance. There's twice when when we know that the father talked to Jesus, the son. Twice that happened in the Bible where people could hear it. One was the Mount of Transfiguration, one was the baptism. At the baptism, he said, this is my beloved son. In fact, at the transfiguration, he said, who in whom I'm well pleased. Both times that the father talked to the son, it was a voice of affirmation. I'm pleased with you. And when he spoke to Jesus at the baptism, nothing had been done yet. He was just saying, you are my son and I'm pleased with you because you're my son. I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. The mind of Christ was to operate out of the mindset of acceptance. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm accepted by my Father. Colossians said you are complete in him and it's that mindset where I operate no longer for Jesus. I operate living from him. I operate from acceptance, not for it. I've already been given that. I've been given acceptance through the blood of Christ Jesus. Now I operate from that acceptance, and I go through life, and I'm accepted in the blood. And the opposite of that is the mindset of rejection. That's Satan, man. The only person that could ever be rejected is Satan. The only person that could ever accept or reject is God, and He already chose to accept you and reject Him. So if Satan gets you to operate out of a mindset of rejection, you are operating under His mindset. And man, He will do. He will use people, try to do whatever He can to get you to operate day to day out of a rejection mindset instead of, of acceptance. It's powerful. So when I look at the little foxes, man, that fox that you to come to me was that mindset of, re- of rejection and failure and man when God showed me this is how you identify that fox's voice man we shut that sucker down and every time we start to gnaw at the vine bam we jump onto it and it comes across and the voice sometimes that fox comes through and it looked like a loved one let him in the f- into the fence and I'm like what you do why'd you let that fox in here man not gonna what did the fox say you know I gotta chase that fox down and get him out of here what's all that about man I-, I don't want foxes why because the foxes are gonna destroy potential And man, God has put too much in you. All the stuff that God has taken you through, man. All the stuff in your life that he has helped you sort through. All of that stuff. Think back. All the junk that he saved you from and pulled you out of. After all of that, he's got massive potential for you. You're still breathing, man. You should have died. You are alive. You are breathing. God's got potential for you. And the potential will either succeed or fail depending on what you allow the foxes to do. Man, what safeguards? Meditate. In his law doth he meditate day and night. I promise you, when this bride, what made her, by the time we get to chapter eight, you're gonna see her make a powerful declaration about her position in the kingdom. And that did not come just because he picked her up and put her in the kingdom. It came because she was began to put into safeguards, into place. Every time she felt like she was unworthy. Man, chapter one and two of Song of Solomon, chapter one was all over it. She was just, I'm not like this, I'm not like the daughters of this. I'm not and he had to stop that and just nip that in the bud, and say, look, you're not like them. You are unique, and I'm and I brought you here because you are unique. And I brought you here because I love you. And he had to just keep keep hammering and every time she looked at her skin and her value and her worth and her, her, her beautiful, you know, or, or lack of beauty in her eyes. And every time she bring, brought out a flaw to him, he had to address it with truth. And he was destroying those foxes. And he said, look, this grapevine, you were in this vineyard and you had potential. And you know, as well as I do, the only thing that destroys potential are foxes. And when you were a vineyard tender, you had to keep an eye out for these foxes and you had to keep those out of here and let me tell you something, you are going to have thought after thought after thought after thought that comes against you saying you are unworthy, you don't belong in the kingdom, you don't belong to be a bride, you don't belong to have my love, but understand this, just like you had to tend those foxes, you understand that when those thoughts come, that's all they are, that's all they are, that's all they are, those fears, that you have been given power, you have my name, you are royalty, you are the bride of the king, man, when you see those foxes, you stand up and you fight those foxes and you put them down in their proper place you are bigger than those foxes you are more powerful than those foxes. man he had to take her out there and show her with her own eyes the sense of sight he had to give her that sense and say look i'm going to draw you a picture if i need to you are mine and your royalty your royalty i love that man don't you just love that man isn't god awesome isn't God awesome? I love this. This is awesome. Today is awesome. I love this episode. Episode number 25. Thank you so much for being on. We call this one Pass Control. Thank you so much for being on here. And again, if you don't have the book, I encourage you to get Solomon's Song. It's a 90-day devotional. It goes through everything we just talked about is in here. It goes through this book, and it puts every verse into a love letter from God. And so you can get this verse, this booklet, and follow this devotional. It's a 90-day book, like I said, and you can go through this with us as we go. And I cannot wait for uh, episode number 26. It's talking about being custom-made, and I'm so excited about this. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. Hope you have a fantastic day today. Hope you put some safeguards up for these foxes. Let's keep them out. Let's be royalty. Let's have our potential to its max. Let's have the biggest crop of potential that that the kingdom's ever seen. And I know you can do it because God loves you, man. He gave you everything he has. He's gave you everything that he needed. And he's he's brought things into your life to show you that you are protected, you are his, you are royalty, you have everything you need to do to stand up and put down and cast down those images, those thoughts, those imaginations, and bring them into subjection to Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for being on here. I hope you have a fantastic day today. Give away your smile, your smile is your source. I'll see you next time. God bless you.